All right, so in our last couple of videos, we've been examining God the Son, who Jesus is, why this doctrine is important. Today, we're going to look at the virgin birth, which I think for a lot of people, they wonder how essential is this really to believe in something that maybe seems crazy, right? I, I mean, I know you often hear people talk about snakes talking in the Bible. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, or things like this, virgin birth. Just to be clear, the people who read the Bible for the first time understood that snakes don't normally talk, okay? <laughs> they understood that virgins don't have babies. They understood these things. This is what's called a, a miracle. But the question is, how important really is this for us as Christians? So the first thing we want to look at is, was Jesus really born of a virgin? Does the Bible actually say that? Yeah, that's a good place to start. I think, well... The Bible clearly teaches that, yes, Jesus was born of a virgin. So let's actually just look at Matthew chapter 1, starting verse 18. And this, among multiple others, teaches it pretty clearly. Uh, so it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, so before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Good. So that passage is pretty clear. It says that before Mary and Joseph came together, she was with child, and that all of this was fulfilling what Isaiah said would take place, which was that the virgin will conceive. So yeah. it seems pretty clear. Yes, yeah, so this is a, a prophecy in view here. This was planned from God. It was foretold, and then it's fulfilled in history in the, the virgin birth. So a woman who has not been with the man, conceives miraculously right so the bible is really really clear and mm -hmm. again when we have tough things that we don't know what to do with as christians we say well not simply what does my culture believe or what have i been taught as a, as a child but or even my own experience but what does god say right because if there is a god which there is spoiler um, then he can do things that transcend what we understand, right? He can act in history in a way. And again, the very reason why this is mentioned and brought attention to is because this has never happened other than this one instance. Right. It's so significant. It's such a powerful display of who God is. So, so we hear God's word and we accept that. So why, why does it matter, though, that Jesus was born a virgin? Is this really essential to the Christian faith? Yes, so this is very important that Christians value this. As we saw in the Nicene Creed, which we looked at in another video, the church fathers, just they thought that that issue was something important enough to put in the Nicene Creed because Scripture is very clear about that issue, and it is significant, as, as we'll talk about. So um, there's a handful of reasons we could talk about why it's so significant. I think the first one we could talk about is the fact that this points to the fact that salvation is all of God. It's all God's doing. And so he does something that clearly only he can do, considering this is the one instance it has ever happened in the history of the world, and no one else could possibly replicate it. Yeah. 
And so the fact that God brought or God sent his son to become human by being born of a virgin woman shows that this is God's doing yeah. and not some other plan. You know, this is clearly something that God's doing. So we can see that. And so what we see actually, um, and it reminds me of Luke chapter one. Well, before, sorry, before you oh, say that, yeah. cause I think that's a culmination of yeah. a pattern that's set in the old Testament. Yeah. So, so you have just to name a couple, yeah. right. But Isaac, who's born to an old and barren woman, right? Right. Literally his name means laughter because Sarah, his mom laughed at the idea that she could ever have a child at the age of 90. Right. So this is a miracle to point to the power of God to form the people of Israel. We see Samson born to a barren mm-hmm. woman, and he's one who comes as a savior, brings salvation in, in certain physical ways to God's people for a time. We see Samuel in much mm-hmm. the same way as Samson, born to a barren woman in this miraculous way, and he becomes this pivotal figure. And we see John the Baptist in the story of Jesus, born right. again to an old and barren woman, and then the birth of Christ supersedes all of those. Right. It's not simply someone who's barren. It's not simply someone who is old and it's impossible physically, but someone who literally has never had that kind of relationship, that kind of intimacy that could that could lead to pregnancy. Right. So it's, it's a step beyond, a huge step beyond. Yeah. But yeah, Luke, Luke 1, I think, emphasizes that point really well. Right. I mean, the, the angel says... Uh, behold, your relative in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. And then really what I wanted to call attention to is this last statement, for nothing will be impossible with God. Wow. Nothing will. So, yeah, so this is why I'm giving Elizabeth this miraculous birth right. and Mary even more miraculous birth right. to say, I will do, God will do whatever he wants to do. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. And just like all those characters in the Old Testament, were pivotal figures and heroes, that this shows us that this figure coming is going to be far more important. Yeah. Right? He's going to be the pivotal figure because exactly. his coming was completely impossible. Right. And the fact that this miracle was planned beforehand, like we saw in that Matthew passage citing Isaiah, is that this was this was the plan. And so God is showing himself to be trustworthy, his word to be trustworthy. And so that gives us greater reason to believe it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we, so we see clearly that the authors of Scripture here want us to see that what is happening in the birth of Jesus is something supernatural, meaning right. whatever is going to come from him will also be entirely from God. Right. This is not the work of man in any sense. So, so that's, a good, that's a good first thing. What else do we see about the virgin birth and why it's so essential to believe? Yeah, so the virgin birth points to what we just talked about, but it also points to the fact that Jesus truly is God. Yeah. It points to that fact because he's not like any other human who's ever lived who had a human mother and father, but Jesus had a human mother and Joseph was his human father, but not in the same way that everyone else has a human father. Yeah. So it points to the fact that the father of God, the son is God, the father. So he is the son of God because his father was God himself. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't Joseph biologically. Yeah. So, the, and this maybe seems simple, but yeah. it's so important to state, right? Right. This shows that there's, there's no question about his divinity right. because of his origin. Yeah. And so th- th- this shows us there's something miraculous and different about this child. In this case, it's, he's divine. Right. Which is 
crucial, as we talked about in previous videos, to his salvation. Right. right? The salvation that he brings can only be brought by God himself. Yeah, so this uh, part of his origin is important to recognize because if you won't acknowledge that this human uh, was born of a virgin, then you might not acknowledge that he's actually God, which yeah. is absolutely critical considering we're Christians and the God we worship is this Jesus. And so you can't get this wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so another aspect that we also see is that not only is Jesus God, but we also see from this virgin birth that he's also truly human as well. Yeah. The fact that he was born of a human woman, born as a baby, just like we're born from our mothers. Yeah. So, so yeah, it shows us that he's chosen the divinity, the humanity, and the supernatural salvation that God is going to work for his people. Right. This is good. It's yeah, it's it's simple stuff, but so important. So we you don't have Christianity without the virgin birth. Right. You don't have Christianity without some of these key miracles, right? Resurrection is going to be another one, but w- without these things we don't have salvation because the person this person Jesus is just an old person, right? Mm-hmm. Or he's not truly human. Right? right. And these things change everything about how we view God, how we view Jesus, how we view our own salvation. Yeah, super key. And so, I mean, another verse to think of is 1 Timothy 2.5, which points out the importance of Jesus being God and man. 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. It's interesting because you expect it to say, Lord Christ Jesus or, or right. God, you know, but it emphasizes his humanity that he's able to mediate for us because he truly is one of us. Right. So he can stand on our behalf. He can be our high priest, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So good. And, and just in, in line with kind of the whole big picture here, I think of John six sixty three, mm-hmm. right? It's the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. Mm-hmm. Um, or later, you know, verse 65, Jesus says, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the father. So all of this is to point to the saving work of Jesus is going to emphasize the same point. It's all of God and that no one can come to God apart from God's initiation and coming to him and saving him and bringing him to life. So just the birth of Jesus shows us the implications of what he's going to do in the rest of his life. So I think that's helpful as well. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're just so thankful that God did send his son for us. It's that... He sent his son so that, well, let me rephrase. There's this saying that I heard. I forget where I heard it. I read it somewhere. Um, God sent his son to become human so that us humans could become sons. We're adopted into God's family. So I actually wanted to read Galatians chapter 4, which says, But when the fullness of time had come, so chapter 4, verse 4, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Mm. So praise God for that truth that he sent his son to be born of a virgin. It shows that God is the one who has ultimately done all the work in saving us. And so he deserves all the praise for it. 